1: Welcome to Glam Mirror. Hi, I'm Dr. Tavis Samir, and you are joining me for Glam Mirror. I am a cosmetic dermatologist here to uplift, inspire, educate, and talk about all things beauty from the skin to the soul. This is Glam Mirror. Hello and welcome to Glam Mirror with Dr. Tavis Amir. I am here today with Chrissy Monroe. You guys know her from VH1's Love and Hip Hop. And I'm here to talk to her after the season is all wrapped up and talk about what she's up to next. What projects has she been up to? Is she in love? And what's next for Chrissy? And um. I want to let you guys know she's also become a great friend of mine over the the last year. So welcome, Chrissy. Thank you for having me, Tavisom. All right. She looks so fierce right now with long dark hair. When I met you, you had the short blonde
0: crop and every time I see you you have another (laughs) hairstyle. I love it all. What's your favorite look? Well, I definitely have to say the blonde. The blonde? Personally, yes. Um, But it seems to be a fan favorite. The the dark hair seems to be um, getting more votes with the fans and the public.
1: Your social media blows up. Your fans love you. And I noticed that every single time you put a look on there, like whether you have blonde hair or you have dark hair, somebody's always given a comment as to what they like. And people are tending to like the blonde the brunette. They yes, like the brunette. absolutely.
0: Um, I, I've, you know, I've always had blonde hair. I was born with blonde hair. It started changing when I was 12. So I used, you know, use sun in and lemon juice and stuff and like <laughs> fry myself out in the yard. Yeah, I did that too. It didn't look the same. No, it didn't. It turned out orange. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, I just, I love the blonde, but I I think as I've gotten a little older, it's kind of, you know, not been as flattering. I kind of, you know, I don't want to look like a heavy metal 80s, No. Hair dude. No. You know, so I I just said, let me tone it down a little bit and go brunette. But You can always go back.
1: Oh, yeah. So I want to get into, like, your glam tips because you have a lot. Like, you're really, you're a good glamour girl. You do the hair, the makeup, the clothes, and you like, you know, you like being all dolled up, as do I. But I want to kind of first talk about Love & Hip Hop. Like, I met you on Love & Hip Hop, not on the show, but while you were filming the show. And it was just a whirlwind of crazy because it was your... first season even though it's the show's fifth season you had some beefs with some of the people on that show and yes. you were in love with someone on that show and anyone watching knows who his name is, what his name is and um how did you get on it and you
0: know let's talk about that like how did you get on the show okay well you know i always watched the show since season one right and it kind of just embodied my real actual lifestyle I, you know i've Dated a few people in the, the hip-hop uh, industry and stuff, rappers, producers, and things like that over the years. Um, and it just it really embodied me. And everybody's like, why aren't you on that show? I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't know anybody. So I actually, uh, it's quite interesting, I was friends with Erica Mena, who I had a, an altercation with on the show. She was the first person that I called. I said, hey, you know, do you have anybody in production's phone number? Click. <laughs> she was like... <laughs> no, I don't talk to anyone like no. that. Bullshit. Girl, bye. Yeah. So I said, alright, say no more. Shade. Right. Anyway, so my best friend is DJ Khaled's fiance, Nicole, and um, I said, girl, you know this little shady bitch, Erica, really tried to like act like she doesn't know anybody on Love and Hip Hop. Girl, bye. Wasn't she already on the show at that point? For like four seasons already. Three seasons. She, just, she thought you didn't watch TV, maybe. Yeah, I guess she just thought okay. I'm that stupid, but okay. whatever. Who cares? Anyway, right. so Nicole said, well, yeah, I have a friend. Um, You know, Tanisha, you know, who actually became my manager, mm-hmm. she knew someone in production, mm-hmm. and uh, she believed in me since day one. She sent in my my headshot resume, and I had a uh, an interview in Mona's office two days later, mm-hmm. and they loved me. I came in there with my dog, Marge Tiffany, and just really won them over. So the rest is history. And so you knew Erica from way back in the day. Yes.
1: And um, there was not any love between the two of you on that show. It's sort of like she acted like <clears throat> she didn't know
0: you. She acted like she had no idea what you were talking about. Let's get into that. Okay. Well, obviously, that was um, she. She kind of slid her own throat on that because she tried to say she really didn't know me, but right. Once um, she went on Hot ninety seven and other media outlets and said that, then I proceeded to post. 10 years worth of photographs. a lot of Instagram beef between the two of you. <laughs> a lot of shade. So for someone that you don't know, why are you on my couch, laying in my bed with my dog, in Miami with me, this place, that place, girl bye. Yeah. Um, you know, she kind of shot herself in the foot with that one. You know, nobody's really thinking about her at all at this point. Well, actually they are because she just broke up.
1: She she, she was um, engaged up till a little bit ago and that engagement got called off. So. <clears throat>
0: well, I don't believe that was even really a real engagement yeah. from David. She was engaged to Bow Wow, right? Yeah. She's always been reaching. She's like a little crack baby, you know, trying to get attention. (laughs) Um, That's, you know, already (laughs) everybody knows that. Um, Right. You know, the length some people will go to to try to stay relevant.
1: Well, you know, we're we're going to, like, I don't want to kind of dwell on her too much, but I will have to say this much, like, I I don't know if she's into men or women, I'm not sure, but she got engaged to a man, Mm -hmm. and it really seemed like what she was trying to do was, like, clean up, be a good, you know, wife, fiancé to be, and it'll be really interesting to see what happens now that he and her are no longer.
0: It's all downhill from here, I'll tell you, Tabsum. I mean, you know, that girl's been on a downward spiral. It's karma, right? Absolutely.
1: You can't be a nasty person in in life and, and not catch up to you, right?
0: Exactly. And, like, really, what are you famous for? I mean, really, let's just think about it. Like, what is this girl famous for? I don't know.
1: Me neither. Okay. I mean, she got famous because of the Kardashians. Wasn't she, like, well, on that I show? I think she
0: got called stealing from the store or something on the I, show I just or remember like she that. got fired from Dash. Yeah, I think how, for stealing yeah. or something. Yeah. I don't remember. But, um, yeah, I mean, okay. And after that, like, right. you know what I mean? Like, so, you know, I'm not going to sit here and waste my any more time on that girl. But I'm, I'm glad bottom line. Bottom line is. Yeah, bottom line Fake uh, engagement, fake miscarriage recently on social network. Oh. Nobody got time for that, girl. Bye. Anyway, girl, next bye. next topic. Well, you heard it
1: here first. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of glad that your entire thing on how love and hip hop wasn't about Erica. I'm glad that they got to show you because you know what? I think that when you first came on, and I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be 100. Mm-hmm. You are this tall curvy woman with this blonde hair and you are a force and people are like who is this woman right yeah but then we got to see you're incredibly vulnerable yes and really going through what a lot of women go through which is you were in love with a man who won't give you what you need? And I'm yes. glad they got to talk about that. That's what they really focused on, and that's why people fell in love with you. Yes.
0: Yeah, I got a lot of slack when I came in because um, you know they brought me in this this kind of tough as nails, uh, you know, businesswoman and all that, which is one side of mine, of course. That's that's part of who I am. Um, but yeah, they did expose my relationship with a married man, Ching Santana, mm-hmm. um, which so many people come up to me on a daily basis and thank me for having the courage to walk away because a lot of these women out here are still stuck in that dead-end situation for years. Well,
1: we got to see you really show your vulnerability. Like, you were in love with this man. I was crying like a baby. I know, (laughs) you know you got to meet his family. You got to see what his family was saying about you. I mean, the bottom line is, he was married, he wasn't leaving. His wife, she knew. Did she know about you? Of course, I was on TV with a man. Yeah, right. But I
0: mean, you know, he's telling me he's going to leave. Right. He's going to go to the lawyer. So that's he what promised he said. me on television. Yeah. He I- promised me in front of his family because I'm sure she was watching and his children were watching, his cousins, cousins were watching. So, mm-hmm. um, I believed him. Of course. But you know, this is what I'm talking about. Like you
1: came on like this kind of like badass, hard, mm-hmm. you know woman and when i say hard you know tough yeah, yeah. and the fact is you were actually just like any other woman in a relationship where you're desperately wanting to get married to this man and have kids with him cuz time's a ticking time's a waste My
0: biological clock and i'm trying to squeeze at least one baby out right
1: and so we got to see that and mm-hmm. um i mean for me one of the hardest things as your friend um and as a fan mm-hmm. to watch was him talking about you to his <sighs> dad and seeing how he was with his family and then the resistance and how he didn't man up
0: yeah then, i lost a lot of respect for him yeah he I didn't did. man
1: up and i think like one of the worst things you can do is, as as a person is to be deceptive to another person so how did that end how did you finally how did it finally all end for you
0: man i just had had enough i got tired of being compared to the ex-wife who i've never met to this day Um, It just got played out with the empty promises, the excuses, the no-shows, you know, my, my family's more important. You'll never be more important than my family. I got tired of hearing that. And you know, that's already a given. That's so hurtful. But when somebody just keeps throwing it in your face, of course your children I would never want a man to put me before their children. You've said that so many times on TV. Of course. Exactly. And I've never asked that but don't make me look out like I'm some devil that's coming in to try to take you away from your children and your family and all that. That's never even been the case. So I just got tired of him trying to make me look like kind of like the home wrecker and all that. Baby your home was already wrecked for many years. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't the first girlfriend you had behind your wife's back or on the side or you know side relationship but I was going to be damned if I was going to stick around for more, you know, for more abuse. You know what I'm saying? Do you think he used you to get on the show? Oh, no. He didn't want to do the show. He didn't? No, not at all. No? He did not. You know, Chink is Chink is very talented. I give him that. I think he plays six instruments. He's won three Grammys. He's had his moment. He's He's been way out there and, yeah. um, you know, um, in the industry, made his millions. Yeah. Um, he definitely didn't need the love and hip-hop check.
1: Do you think him not wanting to be on the show was... was- the reason you guys didn't work out? I mean, do you think that what would have happened happened naturally,
0: or did the show escalate it? The show escalated, definitely, because we were good until that first episode aired. And we were at my reunion, I mean, my premiere party they had for me in New York. And he came up from D.C., surprised me. He acted like he wasn't coming. It was really good. We had a nice time. And his daughter called while the show was on, Mm -hmm. and I could hear her say, I thought she's, I think, nine years old at the time. I thought you told me it wasn't going to be like that, that why did you kiss that lady?
1: Mm. And
0: I kind of felt bad. And then, you know, I knew from then it was just downhill because every time we would tape after the fact, because we were still taping, you know, after the first episode aired, it was, my daughter's watching. Back away. My daughter's watching. So he had this paranoia. And just kind of an attitude with me from then on. Right. Because I guess he was getting a lot of slack from his children, whom I've never met. So.
1: Yeah, at the same time, though, you're doing a reality TV show. Who do you think is going to be watching? Yeah. You know? And, and- I said, why is a nine year old watching Love and Hip Hop? Right. Well, probably because, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why is a nine year old? But, you know, so you were able to kind of break up with him on TV. Was that scene where you broke up with him, was that. Real?
0: Oh, it was real. I wanted to throw that drink at him, but you know what? I kept my composure. Were you nervous before that? Like, did you? I was like, very nervous. Did you know you were going to break up with him? Yeah, because we had already broken up, broken up in real life. And honestly, I told my producer I did not even want to do that scene because I really didn't want to see his little gremlin face ever again in did he, life. Did he try and grovel with you, reason with you? Did
1: he think something different was? Yeah, he come sent out of there?
0: roses to my house, everything to try to reconcile and call a truce and everything. I thought we could work things out, but you know, we're just the same person. We're five days apart. Mm-hmm. We're both Virgos. We're, you know, both hard-headed. We just couldn't get along. Yeah. And um that scene was, I was hurt. I was crying. I felt like choking him. Yeah. I'm I just, sure. I was mad because you know what? You wasted two years of my
1: time. Yeah. You wasted two years of your time. And anyone, any woman out there that's been in that situation can understand that. Like, it's like I was be- mad at him, but I think I was more mad at myself. Yeah. Well, you're mad at him too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're mad at him, too. Yeah. But it's sort of, that's I think I started to see the shift. Because in the beginning, when you first came on, people were kind of like, team Erica, team whatever. And then it kind of became like, Erica who? You know what I mean? It became all about, like, Christy, I see what you're going through. Yeah. And I saw the shift of people kind of like, oh, my God, this is this is me. I can relate to this. I've been in that situation before. Yeah. You know? And um, it's kind of nice that you got to do it and break up and move on. And so now yeah. he's in the past. He's done. <sighs> and (sighs) You get to be Chrissy Monroe. So what's Chrissy Monroe doing now? Because (laughs) I want you, I know that I I ran into you the other day at a birthday party, and you were with, was it
0: Timberland's? Timberland's sister, Courtney Rashawn. Okay. Super producer. Yes. (coughs) Excuse me. She and I have a cosmetics line coming out called Pretty Girl Gang Cosmetics, and we are specializing, we're just starting out with a few products because we don't want to just overwhelm everybody with a full line.
1: Yeah, that's such a good idea. Sometimes too yeah, many parts. Then that we're crazy. gonna
0: build on it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I want everybody to get a taste of the quality. Right. Um we're starting out with just lipsticks, okay, lip glosses, and lashes. We're gonna have mink lashes. L L L luxury darling. L L L. So if you can't afford the full mink coat, you can have, at least have the mink lashes and feel a little bit glamorous. Okay, so, so let me
1: break it down. Lip glosses. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. kind of lip glosses? Well, Matt, we're having glossies. What are you going to do with that?
0: Everything. Okay. Um They're vitamin E infused. Okay. Um, we have a really nice size product. Okay. Um For the for the, the 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 money that you're gonna spend, you're gonna get a big tube. It's not all packaging and like a, two drops of lip gloss. Yeah. You're gonna get a nice big uh, tube of, of sexy lip smacking lip gloss <laughs> and lipstick for when you kiss your boo, but yeah. So we're starting out with that, and we're going to actually branch off into skincare down the road and Good. this and that. We're we're probably launching in December. Um, we're gonna have a cr- special Chrissy Monroe red for the uh, holidays. That is your color. Yes, you have to
1: come back. Well, I'll I'll put it on my holiday guide. How Limited
0: edition, Chrissy
1: Monroe red. What are you gonna call it? It you has little Chrissy sparkles in it.
0: Oh, yeah. Red Monroe. Oh, yeah, Maybe maybe the audience can help me name it. Yeah, Maybe, maybe we'll have maybe, a contest. Maybe we'll have a contest yes. and a giveaway to the person yes. who, whose
1: name we pick. How yes. about that? Yes, yes, So we'll yes. put that out there. Ooh,
0: I'm excited.
1: Yeah. We'll do that. Yes. We'll have like a contest. We'll tweet this out. And those of you listening, if you can think of a really fabulous, fun name for Chrissy Monroe's signature red color, tweet it to me at Tabasum or tweet it to Chrissy at... At Chrissy Monroe underscore. And let's do hashtag Chrissy Monroe Red. Yes. Chrissy Monroe Red. And if we pick your lip color name. You'll get a free lip gloss. And we'll get you a shout out. And she might actually send you a signed signature yes. something something. Yes. We work well together. Yeah, we'll figure it out. So We just did that on the spot. We'll hook you up regardless. Yeah. So that's pretty freaking exclusive right there. Yes. Like you're going to be um, giving a giveaway, whoever's name we pick. Yeah. So let's talk about the lashes. Are, there, are they cruelty free lashes?
0: Absolutely, because you know I'm a major pet lover. Yes,
1: because if there's one thing that you guys don't know or do know about Miss Monroe over here, she's a huge animal advocate. So um, when it comes to lashes, especially like the mink lashes it's good to know that they are cruelty
0: free so you yes. talk about that it's like the little sprouts that fall off the mink when they're running through the trees yes they we have someone with tweezers that go and pick uh. them up <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs>
1: Well, listen, they can get a lot from my apartment with my hair. (laughs) You can make a whole wig with my hair. So, But that is cruelty-free. Cruelty-free means that they actually harvest, Yes. meaning whatever actually sheds naturally. Absolutely. People don't know that. They don't
0: understand Yeah, we're totally against animal testing. Um, A lot of people don't know. I work with a lot of uh, pet rescue organizations. The main two that I work with here in the Mm tri-state area, one of them is Celebrity Uh Catwalk with Jennifer Bartok. They've Mm -hmm. been around, I think, for like 17 years years, Mm -hmm. major A-list celebrities, Hugh Hefner, a lot of big big name people, Kelly Osbourne and stuff involved with them. I remember they had a huge event. They have huge events every year. Yeah, so I I host March, Tiffany, and I, my glamour Chi, my dog, um, and I host a lot of those, and we also work with another major organization called Yorkie 911 Rescue, where we save all these little fur babies and try to find them forever homes, and you know, get them out of these kill shelters and get them medical treatments and stuff like that. So, um, that's what I, you know, devote a lot of my time and, you know, celebrity status to helping, um, save these little fur nuggets.
1: And if you're not someone who loves animals or, or cares about animals, then you're not really that human, are you? No. You know? So, I mean, that's one thing that people need to know about you. Like, the thing that, like, the first or the moment we met, it was like, you know what? You were very intimidating. Um, and I get that. Me? Oh, my God. When we first met, I was like, oh. You know, I mean, maybe you thought the same thing, but, I, but you are actually the, I mean, you're just such a person that's such a light, beautiful spirit. And to use what you're doing to create... Um, a place for animals to be safe, philanthropic organizations is huge. Thank you. Um, let's talk about Marge. Marge, she's Tiffany. probably you know move aside, Jiggy, Jiggy who? Marge is got like <laughs> <laughs> Jiggy what? Um, is Jiggy? Yeah, a grumpy boy? cat who? Yeah.
0: Marge Tiffany is a female uh, teacup Chihuahua. Yeah. Who I rescued approximately? I think Marge is about seven years old now. Is she really? Yes. She wow. was a rescue pet. Um, she was about a half a pound and very malnourished when I found her. She was being um, basically dehydrated by the lady had a litter and she said she didn't want the dogs to piss on her floor so therefore she wasn't giving them water the the litter Mm. disgusting yeah um how did you find this out did you meet the lady okay i used to work with the luxury car service Mm -hmm. and we had taken one of the the rolls royces out to an event in long island Mm -hmm. and the guy that had the car service had a, a side side piece girlfriend okay and he said, oh, stop, let's stop by her crib while you're out this way, and she's going to make us breakfast after the club. So we went in, and I saw this cage mm-hmm. with chihuahuas in it. I said, oh, my God. I've been a big chihuahua lover yeah. my whole life, but I wasn't able to have pets in, in my apartment in here in New York. So I was like, oh, God. So she let them out of the cage. It was Marge and her two sisters and the mother. Marge was the runt. She was so frail. Mm-hmm. And they were just running around the floor Marge just looked so helpless I picked her up in one hand and I just was like it was was an instant connection wow so the guy that I was with my friend he said here happy birthday because my birthday was coming up he said she's yours I said well I can't have pets he said take her anyway I said I I couldn't say no just something in my heart told me to take this girl you like a bond with her absolutely so I said if I you know if I get into a problem with my landlord he said just bring her back I said "All right." So I put her on my lap and drove home. A week later, he calls me. He said, thank God you took the little one. I said, why? He said, because the two other ones died. I said, why? He said she cleaned their cage with 409 and they drank it i said oh, well those dogs God. were so thirsty that the only liquid they could get into their little bodies was probably 409 That's and so their immune cruel. systems couldn't take it the mother survived but you know because we were there i was like those dogs look thirsty oh they get enough water i don't want them pissing on my floor like nasty like cruella de vil bitch mm. so you know I said, don't ever, ever bring that bitch around me because I will kill, you know what I'm saying? I will choke her the fuck out. That's cruel, that's cruel. So thank God I saved Marge from that situation and I took her home that night. It was just fate that we stopped by. I saw Marge took her. It just was meant to be. So she's just had nothing but love. This dog gets her yeah. nails polished.
1: Yeah, she sure does. She
0: gets she little had, like, makeovers.
1: I could have sworn I saw a photo with her, like with pearls or something. She I
0: has guess. everything. <laughs> we have a designer in Canada, Mario Liberté. He sends her $600 couture gowns with oh Swarovski God. crystals. I mean, this dog gets more better stuff than I do. Wow. Jewelry. I mean, they lavish her with tiny dog hats that are $400. bucks. i have seen her with the hats. She course. hates the hats. She does. Well, I mean... I think most
1: people hate hats.
0: Yeah, so. Well, I
1: mean, I, I remember one time you were talking to me, but we first met. You are talking about Marge, my daughter, my daughter. And I literally legit thought you had a daughter. You're like, no, girl, that's my dog. I'm like, oh, okay. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Talking all things beauty from the skin to the soul. This is Glam Mirror with Dr. Taba Samir. So I want to talk about like in terms of like transitioning. Uh, you and I have talked about this. You came from like a hard upbringing. Yes. And I kind of want to hit on this because this is part of the reason I think that people don't understand. Judgmental people need to understand that they're not walking in other people's shoes. We talked about where you came from and what you've had to overcome and mm-hmm. how you want to help girls mm-hmm. in the same position as you. Because mm-hmm. I look at you as somebody who is your extremely hard worker. Like, I know if I tell Chrissy she needs to be somewhere on a certain time, she will be there on time, if not early, ready to go. Unless there's
0: New York traffic. Unless there's a problem with you know, the U.N.
1: delegation in town. Yes. But like, you know, girls don't know that. And sometimes, you, you know, you see a, a young girl um and I have a, a real thing about like kids especially young girls I just don't know why we don't have better support systems, better role models for girls mm. because I, there's nothing against all the starlets out there, but, you know, what's wrong with being smart and educated and a, a good businesswoman and a woman, you know? It's yeah. sort of, that. I think we need to break those stereotypes that you yeah. can only be pretty and, and, and vulnerable. You can't be beautiful and smart. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I know that you had an upbringing that was,
0: you know, mm. a little bit not normal and now <laughs> you've come out of that. Beyond and, dysfunctional. <laughs> so let's talk about that. Okay, well, <clears throat> I grew up, in baltimore city which if you've ever watched the wire that's a very accurate portrayal <laughs> of where i come from you know people really do live in boarded up homes and it's bad it's just drug infested um you know a lot of people that if you're not using you're dealing or someone in your family is either a or. lot of drugs a lot mm-hmm. so you know i grew up with a lot of friends overdosing um you know getting wow. incarcerated from drug you know bus and things like that and unfortunately you know uh my mother was on drugs, heroin. Um, My brother had went on a a bout with drugs for a while. He's been clean for quite some time. My sister also, and uh, you know, I I took custody of her youngest daughter in my 20s, so Mm -hmm. I kinda had to put my dreams on hold. But yeah, growing up, I've been on my own pretty much since I've been, got my first place, I think, when I was 15. So, you know, just trying to still go to school, high school, while working a job and trying to maintain, but I'm living in the hood hood. When I say hood, my rent was $300 a month. I had a sunken in love seat that somebody gave me. Wow. No clothes, taking a bus down to uh, run a store downtown, making, I think I was making 300 bucks a week under the table. Right. So I said, you know, I had had enough. You didn't want to work that hard for nothing. Yeah, and it was just, it was killing me. I had to qu- basically end up quitting school and getting my GED because it's either it was either survive and live comfortable, de- try to live comfortable, or try to, you know, finish getting your high school diploma, okay, which was also basically the same thing as a GED. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know what, let me just get the GED, which is one thing I did. As soon as I quit school, I went and took the GED test. I didn't prolong it. I just right. went and did it. You said it. Yeah, so um, by that time, I was working full-time at this stupid store selling flags down at the Baltimore <laughs> Inner Harbor, <laughs> I had a boss that was um, very perverted. Back then it wasn't as much sexual harassment laws on the job. So this guy used to come in selling perfumes. He said, "Mm, you got a shape. I said, he's like, you look good. He Uh said, My friend Tina's a dancer. She makes $100 a night. I said, a dancer? I said, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. He said, over on the block. Now the block is the world famous Baltimore block that used to be like four or five blocks long, Blaze Star, you know burlesque dancers everybody came through this place this was right. a famous place like back in the 40s and 50s frank sinatra would perform and you know the place to be now by this time it was a rundown two block shithole right of, sh- of rundown strip clubs okay i said oh no i could never do that mm-hmm. i could never show my body for money this and that well a month later my boss coming in, trying to rub up against me oh. behind the cash register, oh. and you know, um, really still not making ends meet on my little paltry three hundred dollars a week, slaving. I gave it a shot. I said, you know what? I got my little purple pay less pumps. Uh, I had a polyester poke it out of thong from Contempo Casuals. I know you did. Yes, I had a little <laughs> robe and a push up bra. Oh, I went over no. there nervous. I think I was seventeen by this time, uh-huh. 16, 17. They didn't ask for ID back then either. And uh, I said, hey, you know, are you hiring? Oh, yeah, we're always hiring. Nice. Of course, the lady. She said, come in tomorrow night and see if you like us and we like you. So okay. I get up on the stage. I'm hugging this pole like it's my life support. <laughs> I the love DJ- how you say hugging. <laughs> <laughs> the DJ says, loosen up. You look tense. Uh, I was scared for my life. So... The first night I went and worked at this bar, I made a little over $300 cash. In how many hours? In six hours. Right. The shift was from eight to two. I was sold. You're done. I said, when can I come back? You went right to Contempo's so Casuals said, after that. Yes, because I, I'm making more in one night than I've made all week. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I still tried to work the day, day job. I told my boss I was giving him two weeks notice. He said, oh, you can't quit. I said, watch me. I said, you know what? That's two weeks. I'm leaving now, buddy. Right Later, mm-hmm. he cussed me out the whole door, and I never went back. So, you know, that's how I got involved. A lot of people know that I used to dance and stuff like that back in the day. But um, it was a whole different ball game back there. There was not even such a thing as a lap dance. We sold $20 drinks. You got paid a shift pay mm-hmm. uh, between $80 to $100 to work. They paid you. Mm-hmm. Plus, you got your drink commissions, and you kept all your tip money. So, you know, you basically just sat around socializing with customers yeah, and drinking on it. you were a businesswoman
1: back then, saving your money.
0: Oh, absolutely had My first Mercedes by the time I was 20, 21. Look at that. I had bought my first home when I turned 24. Like, I had a vintage clothing store called Funk in the Trunk, I think, when I was 23. So, right. you know, I was traveling the world. Um, I went to Greece for my 21st birthday with the guy that owned the club that I was working oh, at. That's great. He took me for two weeks. Yeah, so I just got to, I used that money <clears throat> to further my education. I was taking classes, um, investing in real estate, like I said, and traveling the world and doing things that I wanted to do for Chrissy. And I never Set of course, people were calling. Oh, you're a whore. You're a stripper. This and that. I didn't care because these people were still slumming. That yeah. were supposedly my friends, and they were broke, and I didn't care.
1: Well, a lot of women because I was on get, my own. Yeah, and a lot of like, listen, a lot of women get that. Th- the biggest part of this whole thing is overcoming the judgments and trying yeah. to live life after that. A How job. do you live life after being a you know dancer or stripper?
0: I know so many women that are doctors, lawyers, own tanning salons very successful businesses and they got the capital from the exotic dancing industry. It's all what you do with it. There's nothing wrong if that's what you choose to do to entertain men in that forum, if that's what you want to do and you're okay with it. As long as nobody's telling you to go in and, you know, there's a lot of grimy men out here that are trying to force women into that. I'm totally against that. That's disgusting. How are you going to go to work all night and hand over your money to some dude? That's lame as shit. Yeah. So, um, no, I use it as a stepping stone in my life personally.
1: And tell me what you would tell people who are in that position right now who look up to you because you you came out of it. You had your, you know, you were able to keep it together and not be taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. Or what would you tell these girls that are in their position right now
0: save your money and figure out your passion and what you want to do with your life because you know you're going to get older um that money does not last forever you're making a lot of money right now at least save half of what you make every night even if you just spend the other half find something you love to do whether it's starting a little boutique Um, You know, getting a degree, something to, you know, have a plan B for when you're tired of it because it's not an easy life. A lot of people think it's just, you know, oh, you're just making all this money. There's a lot of nights when you sit around in those nightclubs and they're empty. Nobody's coming through that door and, you, you know, you're not making anything.
1: What about drugs or alcohol? Like it's you know you get you get messed up with that. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to make a plan B.
0: Well, for me, I never even really drank unless you know somebody bought me like you know champagne and you got a commission from the champagne. Was or that. Is like that rare
1: though? I mean, were you one of the rare girls that yeah. drank? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Because I like to be coherent. For me, I'm all business. Mm-hmm. I was all business in that in, in, in that that realm because. You never know. You got to watch if somebody's going to slip something in your drink. These guys are disgusting that come in these places. A lot of them are sexual deviants. I'm telling you. You know, they come in, they hate women, a lot of them, or their wife just left them for their best friend, and they're mad at women, and they come in and try to put you down and all that. I mean, that's what security's for, but um, I like to be alert to what's going on in my surroundings, no matter where I'm at. So, you know, I have a drinker, too, but I know a lot of women, they can't do that job Unless they're messed up, yeah. and that's just not 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 cool. Like I would go out and get drunk on my nights off. Yeah, you know that's social, but for me, it was still a job. Have you figured out, or are you trying to help girls that are in that kind of industry to come out of it? Oh, absolutely. Um, I work with a lot of younger girls. I've gone to a few foster homes and stuff like that. And you know what really gets me mad now is how the media and especially social media is glorifying mm-hmm. strip clubs. When I started dancing, women weren't even allowed to come into the strip club without a male escort. It was a very kind of guys only thing. Now, these strip clubs are packed with just as many female patrons as men. So it's just become more casual and socially acceptable and all that. But you've really got to have a strong head about you to get through that life because so many girls just think, oh, okay, I'm just gonna grow up and be a stripper like my mommy. Wow, well, yeah that's not the end all be all because mommy is on her feet for six to eight hours a night begging for tips on a hard night and, you know, dealing with a lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So these young girls, if that's all you're aspiring to be in life, that's not a goal. Have a plan it's, a, B. it's like a hustle. It's like, it's like you're selling drugs. I mean, it's like a side hustle. If that's what you choose to do, get in and get out. Mm-hmm. Like I said, have a plan B. And is that what you did? <clears throat> you got in and you got yeah, out? Yeah, I got in and got out. Right. I mean, I stayed a little longer because it is quite lucrative. <laughs> I tried. I, I tried to go back to that 9 to 5, man. It wasn't cutting it. Was
1: it hard when you quit?
0: Was it? Yeah. Man. Um, well, you know, that's how I got into owning escort businesses and things like that, um, which was no secret. That was exposed right. on Love and Hip Hop. Because you
1: were... A someone, madam. You were a madam. Yes. And, and I've <coughs> talked to you about that.
0: Yes. And, you know, you've had a lot of insight to say about that. Yeah. So... Um, I was actually one of the good guys in the business. Well, good girls in the business because I, I you know, I never took advantage of anyone um, that worked with me. I, I would never say worked for me um, because you know I always felt like we were a team of women. Um, these these were women that were already doing the business that would come to me. Um, I never churned anyone out or talked to anyone if anything i've talked women out of getting into that business right. if they weren't to out there
1: seeking these no. people
0: they were already out there maybe being taken advantage yes of, so they came to the absolutely yeah. um and a lot of women prefer working with a woman because i'm going to sit there and screen the clients and, you know, not all money is good money. Right. So, you know, I've I've had to kick people out of the, out of the establishments that I've owned and stuff like that um, just for being disgusting. Um, right. Some of these men really try to take advantage of the girls and stuff like that. So they felt very safe with me. How long were you doing that for? Uh, many years. Yeah. Many Do years. you have, like, a mindset looking back at it? Like, how, what got you through it? Because, you know,
1: you're really, like... You're a really good person. You're a really moral person. And I know that you're a really business person. And here's this business that's full of the opposite, full of creeps, full of immorality. How did you get your mind around
0: that? But, you know, there's also a lot of women. They really love that line of work. That's Mm -hmm. what they really love to do. Um, And that's something I didn't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, For me, I transitioned into that business. For me, working in those clubs at a young age, I had met a, a, a guy in Baltimore that owned a service. He said, you're sitting in here all night with all these girls that are leaving with the customers alone to some hotel room where they could get killed. And these guys are coming in here looking for girls to take outside of the club. You could be just sitting home with your phone lining up the girls that you know with a lot of these customers that are coming through that you know outside of here. You don't even have to step foot in this bar. And it made Mm -hmm. sense. I said, you know what, you're right. So back then, you know, this was before, I think everybody had pagers. Mm-hmm. That's when I had my first service. Right. I would just sit home from my home and beep the girls and, hey, can you go down to the Marriott? I have my little ad in the back of the Yellow Pages yeah. and the back of the city paper. Right. And that's that. But, you know, these the girls, they, they didn't want to go in and have to sit in. The bar, right. And be on their feet and go up on the stage with their boobs out, yeah. all night. They could just get a page for me two or three times, go meet work. up with a customer, yeah. and make way
1: more money. Anything scary happened during that time period? Like what's like? I'm sure tons, but anything stick oh, yeah.
0: out? I mean, even... I know, I know girls that were murdered, and so yeah. I mean, not not on my clock, mm-hmm. but yeah, I know girls that got into some bad situations with with. Uh, I remember back then, maybe 20 years ago, a girl had left her sugar daddy. Mm-hmm. He was a lawyer. He had taken care of a really pretty blonde girl. And he, he suffocated her with a pillow. Married man. Wow. Because she didn't want to be in that side relationship anymore. And so you do
1: think a lot of these girls were saved by kind of leaving their kind of off their uh, by themselves and coming in? Not safe. Yeah, I mean, nobody's safer, 100% safer. safe.
0: Yeah. I mean, but, you know, if, if a sick asshole wants to get a hold of someone and you're alone with him, I mean, who's going to really stop that? But, you know, if you screen a client and you send a girl... Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, especially if it's a regular and you know he's okay, 90% of these men are married, you know, executives. Mm-hmm. Some of them sports players, entertainment. They have way more to lose. Yeah. They don't want any problems. Right. So those are the type of clients that, you know, you really want to deal with and send your girls to. Yeah. Now, if you get somebody yo, I'm saying, oh, you know, who you got working tonight? You can meet me at the um the, sh- the Short Stay Motel. <laughs> bye, boy, bye. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, you want the, <clears throat> who do you have working this evening? Yeah, this is Bill. I'll be in town. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, do you have anybody new? And blah, blah, blah. yeah, okay, mm-hmm, sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's say, hey, okay, you know, he's cool, this and that. You know, call me when you get there. They check in when they get there. Right. You give them a code word. They say the code word, Go to bed. And then, you know, they check out. I've never had any problems any, in, in years with any of the business that I own with anybody even having a problem. Right. So, you know, it just gives girls a peace of mind that they're not out there on their own. Right. So it's not... Somebody said the word pimping to me on an interview. I don't even like that word. To me, that's just like you're using someone... You know, I'm, I'm giving, you're giving me pretty much a, a broker's fee, kind of like a... Manager fee. A manager fee yeah. for me to hook you up with my established clientele yeah. and send you on a safe date... And, you know, which is so interesting, whatever they do on the date, I don't know.
1: Yeah. All you know, (laughs) but it's just so but I just think that people need to see this this whole image of where you were, where you came from. Yeah. I think the 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 fascinating thing for me is how business minded you were throughout it all. Like you didn't as far without as without
0: that college degree right. I know I'm not, just, I'm not you're very. Yeah. Uh, you're
1: very Virgo entrepreneurial it's yeah. crazy it's, it's insane because you took everything as a business as a stepping stone as a learning experience yeah. you pay back by you know your animal phil- ph- philanthropy that's right as well as talking back to girls and foster homes and Absolutely. such and now you've become like this businesswoman. Yeah. so I want to talk about what's next for you you know like love and hip hop's done yes. that season's
0: done because Chink and I are done right um well, I'm dating. I'm dating a few nice guys, mostly younger. Good. Having a lot of fun. I'm actually leaving for Paris Fashion Week tomorrow. Can't wait yeah. to meet some new nice prospects. Nice <laughs> You're just being so glamorous. Um, yeah, you know, I love it. I love it over there. It's my second time going. But um, right now, I'm currently filming a show on my nine UPN nine um, called The Comeback Kings. Mm-hmm executive produced by Ed Lover. We have Tretch from Naughty by Nature. We have Jermaine Hopkins, who was in Juice with Tupac. Um, was that Lean on Me? He was on The Martin Show. We have actually have the writer from The Martin Lawrence Show nice. on our show. So it's scripted comedy, and I'm the first female cast member cast it. And When's it going to air? I'm um, already on. Oh, I just I just jumped in on episode four. So we're on Saturday nights at 1230. We're actually in negotiations for a, a uh, earlier time slot. So, it's really funny. It's like the real husbands of Hollywood, but the East Coast edition. So,
1: what's the name? Where does it air? And when, when is it on? The it?
0: Comeback Kings mm-hmm. on My9 here in the tri-state area. We're on, I think, 60 other stations nationwide mm-hmm. um, at 1230 a.m. So, late night Saturdays on My9. The yeah. Comeback Kings. And then you've got your makeup line. <clears throat> yes. It's uh, Pretty Girl Gang Cosmetics. Um launching actually we're pretty much we we have the prototypes we're getting everything in now okay and so we'll I'll be launching november december ready to go yes so i can just lavish you with all my beautiful makeup um that and then you know the pet charities and things like that so oh, i'm just busy she's busy she's i'm I'm exhausted Listen to everything she's yes doing. <laughs> yes and i'm still trying to find me a baby daddy oh lord you
1: can get another. where phone. are you i know Tweeter. <laughs> yes,
0: tweet me. And I don't want any selfies of your, you know what, anymore. You I don't want to, don't inbox me your I dick know, anymore. You get a
1: lot of that. I see yes. a lot of you getting that. Disgusting. But, but I have to tell you, like, this is like a great introduction to who you are as a person because you are multifaceted at mm-hmm. the end of the day though you're loyal and you're kind and that's the most important part and that's why you've been able to be here and be around as long as you have you know so you. i want to bring you back when you get your your makeup line launched but i'm going to watch for you on the comeback kings can you tell everyone where you are on your twitter and your instagram um
0: okay i am chrissy monroe on instagram that's c h r i s s y m o n r o e on twitter I'm Chrissy Monroe underscore. Facebook, Chrissy Monroe. And my website is www.chrissymonroe.com. Oh, and we didn't even talk about my modeling agency, LeJou oh, Entertainment, no, we didn't. which is also a link on my website. Anybody interested in taking any of my workshops um, or just, you know... Um, coming by and uh participating in, in some of the events so that we fantastic. have and stuff like that so g- give her a
1: follow so you can be up to date with all that she's doing yes
0: and i'm so happy you were here i love thank talking you for having you. me no you're i not. love you you're the best <laughs> and let me tell you she's the best with the skincare honey yeah yes you no she got me looking that. fabulous <laughs> no she really she she has the best products especially these these what are they glycolic the pads. acid yep. pads. People pads
1: people like i'm hooked was, yeah yeah. No, I know. We didn't even talk about that. You coming in, you, you know, coming in with the skincare and stuff. Yes. We were able she to. She has
0: really made a difference in, in my fabulous face, I know it's so
1: funny because you'd come to see me and I'd see your posts on Instagram. I'm like, that's no filter, is it? She's like, no, that's what I'm looking like now. I'm like, nice. Yeah, she so, did the yeah. vitamin
0: C um, the peel. peel. yeah. I look 10 years younger yeah. immediately. Everybody noticed. It yes. crazy. yeah. So many of my friends went over there and got that after that. you know. Yeah. MereSkin.com. MereSkin.com, com. Well, I'm going to bring
1: you back probably when yes. you get your um your yeah, makeup line together. Partner. You come back anytime you want. Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> Thank yes. you, <laughs> yes. Doing big things at CBS. <laughs> I'm balling in the building. Yes. How <laughs> <laughs> you like me now? <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Thank you.